I guess good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, depending on when you're listening to us. This is Jeff Morton with Returning to Eden. I've got my co-host and uh, brainchild with me, Dina Dye. Good morning, Dina. Good morning, Jeff, or good afternoon, or good evening. Yes. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing really well. Um, I call her my brainchild because she's got 40 years of study and research from a paradigm that, that wasn't born in the church. Dina's Jewish. And so her upbringing was, was a conservative Jewish household, I believe, Dina. And so you bring a perspective to all of this discussion, not only from that perspective, but you spent years in the churches, and also mm -hmm. you went and got your doctorate and all of this stuff and blah, 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 blah. Forty years later, um, here we are doing Returning to Eden, and I'm glad we're back. You got, guys, we, we left in April because our world just kind of went boom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a it's been a tough a bunch of months, you know, packing up, moving, we're living with friends cuz our housing situation hasn't materialized. Uh I've been traveling, I got sick, I, you know, I mean just everything been upended. So, I'm looking forward, you know, the festivals are approaching, Rosh Hashanah, and uh, we'll be headed out to Lion and Lamb in Oklahoma for Sukkot. I'll be teaching there. And just I'm I've really been focusing in on you know my self discipline and uh, my prayer time and just that special time in the presence of God. That's really what I've tried to focus in in the midst of the quote unquote chaos. Well, for me, folks, you know it's um, and we're glad to have you with us. I, I really have to say that there's a lot of you that are uh, following us along. As we uh, as we do this broadcast, uh, both on Facebook and also on our new Podbean podcast, so we do really appreciate your your being out there listening to us. But like Dina, my world is busy, and uh, <clears throat> back in April I was doing a variety of things. I got into this real estate flipping thing. Um, I, I'm beginning to question that. <laughs> I think I'd rather saw my leg off to deal with some of the characters I've dealt with in the last six months. However, I'm enjoying learning that process, but also other things are going on. So it was just time to take a break, and we did that. I, on the other hand, <clears throat> have not gone through a lot of the things that Dina has gone through. For me, it's kind of like I, because of this broadcast and because of what I understand biblically, I wake up every day just excited. And so... Everything that I've gone through is built fundamentally on a platform of excitement. I just, I can't get over how amazing the creator, creator of the universe is when it comes to the things that he's doing. So Dean and I are just, we're just going to talk, uh, we're just going to kind of ease back into the broadcast. Next week, Dina, uh, there's so many topics I want to discover and talk about, but you just went down to... Um, Where'd you go? Uh, Israel TV, right? You did a series down there? Yes, yeah, so Israel TV Network has their studios in Amarillo. So I was down there for a few days uh, filming a new series for them. This will be the fourth season. And the series I did was on the parables. So Israel TV Network has a, a bit of a different audience, um, although they are working towards 
what they have are cha separate channels. So people can go and just watch a channel. Um, my program, for example, is on the Messianic channel and the women's channel. But they are looking at building um, a Roots channel. They have a Jewish channel coming online pretty soon. There'll be a movie channel, etc. So you can kind of go in there and do what, what you want. But I thought, you know, considering the audience right now, uh, they have people like CBN on there and various Christian ministries. So I was trying to figure out how I could reach those folks. And uh, you know, the parables. I mean, what, like everybody knows the parables. Pretty common ground taught, taught and talked about, you know, endlessly. Is probably of all the topics in the New Testament, the parables are the most familiar to people. So I decided to approach them from a different way. Imagine that. And, uh, but considering all, considering what we've been doing, uh, as we've been laying a foundation, kingdom foundation, talking about creation and new creation, and the concept of exile and return, that's the format I put the parables into. So I'm, I'm pretty sure no one's done this. <laughs> and, uh, I just put a new lens on on an old story. So the key here, if we look at creation, it's, you know, we've talked about this a lot, but it is a cosmic house. It's a cosmic temple. It's a cosmic kingdom. So that's the view I took at looking at the parables. This, that the restoration that Yeshua is talking about of the kingdom is in the context of the cosmic temple being rebuilt. That is what Yeshua came to do, is to re... It's not about just rebuilding a building in Jerusalem. It's about rebuilding the cosmos, the cosmic house. And so this is the, this is the backdrop into which I inserted the parables. So now the parables are all looking at it from that perspective. And key in all this... And key in what Yeshua accomplished is the is our uh, exit from ex you know we are no longer in exile but we have returned and so that's the that's kind of how I'm looking at the parables each of the parables in the context of the exile and the return of creation and new creation. Uh, you know I we talk about this stuff. <clears throat> uh, of course I'm in the same lane that Dana's in even though I don't quite have the same brain power that she does on these subjects I get what she's talking about so I'm looking forward to that series on the parables because I, I already know it's not going to be something you've heard before because that's not the way Dina wrote <laughs> <laughs> and so how many programs did you did you record down there uh, I did 10, ten. now I, I, yeah, I spent at least two or three programs maybe even four just laying out the foundation and understanding, you know, the parables are about the kingdom. And, you know, the, the hearers of the parables were familiar with the stories because there would have been rabbis in that day, itinerant rabbis, who would have shared these stories. And we can find them in some of the rabbinic literature that go back to the, to the first century. The key here is that the hearer had the opportunity to ch kind of choose his ending. <laughs> and so he could have gone with the familiar ending that was of the time, or in walks Yeshua, and he has put a twist on the ending of, of all his parables. They were, they were not ready for that, but 
but his endings implied the restoration of a cosmic kingdom, however that would take place. So the hearers kind of had a choice, and they had to make uh, a distinction between the two and make that choice. So there, there's a lot about the parables that are, are very interesting. Um, I share some, if you read the first chapter of Proverbs, um, which is, of course, written by Solomon, and he, you know, talks about, he uses the word riddle. I mean, they, they translate it riddles, which is not a great word. But riddle, the Hebrew word for riddles is chidah, which comes from the, a word you're familiar with, yahad, which comes from a word you're familiar with, echad. So the idea of what a parable or a riddle did when it was told is that it would, uh, as it was told, it would separate the two, the hearer and the listener, I mean, those are the same, but it would separate the teller of the, of the parable from the hearer of the parable. And the point of the parable, or the riddle, if you will, was to restore the two back to one, which I find fascinating because that's the language we've been talking about with heaven and earth and going through creation. So yep. there we have this cosmic thing of restoration again in the, in the riddle. So uh, although I didn't go into a lot of detail, I did bring up the story of the two babies because that, you know, I mean, I know we take that totally <laughs> literal. Cut it in half. But there is a whole lot going on. <laughs> yeah, that, that separating into two. And uh, there's multiple layers here dealing with uh, Israel and Judah, and you know, because the, the two are going to split. And so this whole, this, the whole story of the two babies is really the story of the splitting of two houses. And then the restoration of the, you know, so this is part of the riddle. It's very interesting, and there's just so much. So your um your feet is I did bring little, that up. Your feet is getting a little choppy. I, I I'm you you you're I've got stop motion in your video, and then I, you're cutting in and out a little bit. So uh, maybe check your connection. <clears throat> no. Okay, I live in a house that has terrible internet. Oh, okay, so that's probably what we're dealing with. All right, but anyway, about yep, the parables, sorry. that's going to be exciting, and we've talked about that. You know, I, I you know, in the, in the mind, and I always ask people, when you see such and such visually, when you read that, what do you visualize? So it goes back to the, if I ask somebody, if you see a, a visual of this baby, these two women standing there fighting about it, and some guy with a sword getting ready to hack it in half, is that what you see? And most of us in the Western theological world are going to say, well, yeah. And we never realize that the writer's talking about the division, the house broken and separated, and the whole nine yards. It's a parable. That, uh, it's going to be yeah, an interesting yeah. series. So and, and, and going back to the thing we did a couple of weeks ago, Genesis 3.1, I, I don't know how many emails you got on this, but I got flooded with stuff. People were saying to me, uh, this makes more sense. I would say 95% of the comments that I received about the video we did on Genesis 3.1 <clears throat> were, this makes more sense. This is easier to, to swallow. And, you know, we've, it's making the rounds on Facebook. It's not doing very well on YouTube. But it's, it's people looking at the scripture from a different perspective, and that seemed to make more sense to them. And I, we haven't really talked about that other than the amount of people that are looking at it. But, Dean, I've got a lot of emails. i got a lot of messages. i got 
there's all kinds of people wanting to hear more about that because we're taking the Bible out of this fantastical realm and we're explaining the mythological, not scientific reality with, by which they were writing. And it seems it's easier to do that than to try to say, well, that's kingdom language because that's like swooping over their heads. But to get them to realize well, that... Yeah, if you don't understand the kingdom... Yeah. Well, the other thing... Yeah, I mean, too, really, uh, this is... Go ahead. This is about two kingdoms colliding. People don't seem to understand, you know, I mean... Let me... In fact, those of you who are... Uh, so I'm dating the program... We are in uh, coming up to Rosh Hashanah next weekend, and most of you who've been going through the readings uh, for the month of Elul, and actually this particular reading will go on right to the end of Sukkot, Shmini Yetzirah, and it's from Psalm 27. So it's the Psalm of David, and he's talking about who's my light and my salvation, Hashem Adonai, who shall I fear? And he talks about evildoers approaching him to devour his flesh and his tormentors and his foes against me and the, the prayer that they would stumble and fall, that an army would besiege him, but my heart would not fear. And, you know, the whole thing goes on. And that he would, his desire is to uh, be hidden in the shelter of God's uh, sanctuary on the day of evil. Uh, that he would be concealed in the concealment of his tent. It, you know, uh, it, the whole thing is about that. And, you know, deliver me from my tormentors. Now, the question is, if we're going to look at this, we got to look at this from the kingdom perspective because David's the king over the kingdom. Who on earth is he afraid of? Well, he's not afraid of the folks in his kingdom. And he's not afraid of little demons running around behind every bush. The fear is because another kingdom is going to come against him with another king ruling over another empire. That's the battle. This is the perfect example of how we sort of take something and we make it be what we want it to be. This is the, this is, but God, but David recognizes that God is his salvation. That is that God will save him and deliver him from a foreign empire who would come in. And what do foreign empires do when they come in? They destroy, they kill, they ravage, they, you know, they take everything, nothing. they leave the land desolate, and they murder all the people. This, this is the true definition of salvation, and this is what David is, is, this is the cry of his heart, to protect the empire and his position on the throne so that he can protect the folks. Which is the heart and soul of the biblical narrative, Period. Even today, when you look at all the division, I see two camps. I see the camp of those chasing after the things of God and the camp of those who hate and re they're, they're absolutely offended by the things of God. And it doesn't matter which kingdom. We, we use the word country, but I'll go ahead and use the word kingdom because that's literally what these countries are. It doesn't matter what country we're in you still see that. You still see one group of people trying to bring their lunacy, if you will, on what's common sense. It doesn't matter where in the world that is. That's what's happening, whether it's in America, Russia, China, it doesn't matter. 
and that's the heart and soul of the Bible because we're talking about a kingdom of lawlessness and people who don't care about the throne of God Almighty versus those who do. The problem is both camps are kind of feeding on themselves. But that's going to change at some point, Dean, and we're going to end up having to do battle with those folks. It's, it's just the way it always has yeah. been. And in a real, yes, we, we enter the battle with prayer and preparation of the heart, you know, and, and the things that God does in our character. But ultimately, you know, we do have to go out there and do battle. Now, I know the Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. But if you understand that in the ancient world, the foreign king, for instance, like Nebuchadnezzar, when it, we talked about this, when a king rose up, his sole goal was to become deity. And so the principalities and powers and that sort of thing is speaking of a, a foreign king empire with a king ruling over it because the king seated on the throne in Babylon Assyria was seen as being part of the principalities and powers in the air because he had been raised up and, out and of the sort of natural realm. He's now a godlike. Yeah, he's a godlike he, figure. Exactly. And that so that's who we're wrestling against. And so if we put it in practical terms just for today you know, because we obviously there are some aspects of the ancient Babylonian world we are not experiencing. But but we what are what are the thing I I did a, I posted on Facebook the other day. What what are the things that are our, the weapons of our warfare to fight against that those types of enemies? Right. Well, it's, it's truth. It's speaking the truth. Um, it's it, it's walking with courage. You know, it's, you know, having a lifestyle that patterns itself to the Torah. So it's walking in the Torah's morality, if you will. And these, and really in our nation, I mean, this, I, you know, we're not trying to be political, but I'm going to be political. You need to vote. That is yeah. your opportunity to get rid of those, you know, I mean, that's, that's the reality of where we live now and the country that we live in. And so these are some of the things that this is how we fight against. These are the weapons that we use. There are more, but I'm just those are the those are some of the weapons we need to use. Well, you know, people we tend to think that uh, you know, we need to stay out of the political arena. And uh, I remember many times you and I talked about Jesus and John the Baptist that turned the they turned the political arena upside down because they challenged the status quo both in Israel and Rome. And and they did it, and it cost them their lives, but they had to do it, and they did it. And when I see people on, on Facebook or in social media saying, well, I don't vote anymore because I'm not of this world, I, I actually see that written quite a bit by believers. And I sit here and I go, well, you're one of those guys who turns the other cheek, right, because... The Bible tells you to do that, too. Uh, but it's so out of context that people don't realize if, if you don't fight the battle, who, who's representing the kingdom? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I hate to say this, but the Bible is really a political book. <laughs> <laughs> about, a, about various kingdoms going to war with yeah. one another, various kings yeah. 
rightly ruling and unrightly ruling. It, it's all political. It really is. I mean, that's just <laughs> I'm glad you stark said that. reality. So um, the last 200 plus years, Christianity has moved into this spiritual only thing as if we don't live in a real world, a physical world where, you know, there are principles that apply. We, we will, it's not realistic to think that you function in this other world. God put us on this planet in these bodies and the natural uh, laws of the universe apply. I'm sorry, but you cannot dr jump off a building and think gravity isn't going to work. Right. So it's kind of it's really kind of the same thing. We and so we have to make the best of what you know. I think of people like Dietrich Bonhoeffer in World War II. I mean, the the guy was probably one of the greatest theologians, bar none. But what did he do? I mean, he joined the the um, I can't remember which part of the German government and to work in opposition to Hitler. Right. And he was even a part of the plot to kill Hitler. Okay, are we going to say, you know, this guy wasn't spiritual? Give me a break. So, you know, he, there were the circumstances of the time required some some very, uh, in, yeah, whatever you want to say about it. He needed to, something needed to be done. Well, that, so I'm just. That, that, this very point that you're making, and we're kind of going away from our, our show prep, but. This is the most frustrating thing, Dina, is for, you know, the church and the Christian voice in this nation. You have to go find it because it's not apparent. And it's like everybody's waiting for an airlift. I've said this a thousand times, and I don't mean to be cruel. I don't mean to be uh, I, I, pejorative. I'm, I'm not trying to throw the believers under the bus. I'm trying to wake the believers up and say, listen, if David hadn't have fought that battle, if Joshua hadn't have fought that battle, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation. And so we have to fight the battle. And if we if we just sit in our Sunday churches listening to some guy talk about how much money we can make or how wonderful it is to rely on the Word of God, and then we don't do anything with it, then the other kingdom doesn't even have to worry about us. We're not a threat to them. And that's largely what I see happening in the quote-unquote Christian nation. Those people who could care less about everything we believe are just marching over every aspect of our society because the people sitting in the pews are waiting for a spiritual opportunity to be carried off to heaven, and that therefore they don't have to fight this battle. And like you said, if I, I'll say it a different way because I've said it a different way. If I throw a bowling ball off a building, I guarantee you it's not going to go up. So we have to realize the reality of our situation is the forces against the kingdom of God, they're moving against our school systems, against our governmental systems, against everything that we consider biblical in this nation is being twisted, thrown under the bus, discarded, and we're sitting by watching it happen while we praise Jesus. I will never understand this. For well, as long as I'm have, in the skin. We have God fairy, we have God as our fairy godmother, you know, 
who we I'm not not everybody, but you know what I'm saying. Not everybody, right. Well yeah. so he would wave his wand and everything will be restored. It's not that's not how a kingdom operates. So not David is the operate. king. He's the king. He doesn't do this all by himself, okay? He has his military and his officials and they've all been trained up, ready to fight the war. He doesn't go there, you know, without the protection and the provision that his military provides. There's no way he's going to go fight anybody. So it's not any different for us. You know, Yeshua is our king, but he is asking for a people to prepare themselves to go fight a battle in a real arena. You know, the, the Christians in the first century who were being persecuted by Rome, you know, they didn't just go, they didn't hide in their house and just pray that God would airlift them out of here. You know, right. many of them went to their deaths, horrible, horrible deaths, and that may happen to some of us. But we live in a real world. The Torah was given for a people who function in a body, and we, you know, we got to eat, we got to work, we got to do all that stuff. And so, what an amazing thing that God has given um, uh, a gov- a uh, instructions, a you know, a way to operate in the physical world in order for us to be victorious. And also for those that don't understand this kingdom to see the difference, and to live in a kingdom where it's working. You know, we had a period of time in the United States where we would have been considered a Judeo-Christian nation. Well, it was for the benefit of us, but hey, it was for the benefit of everybody. It made things great for everybody. And now we see the opposite, you know. Now we understand when the rulers of chaos are, you know, running the show, that as believers, we're not immune to its effects. Right. You know, we are subject to the same thing. You know, I got to say this. We've got just a few minutes left, but Dina and I didn't didn't plan on taking the show this direction. But returning to Eden is all about understanding the biblical mandate through the writers of ancient of the ancient world, because that's when the Father gave this information to all of the nations. He gave it to us over a period of time, thousands of years ago. We're just trying to get back to those to that reality because those people fought and died in order for us to be sitting here reading and writing and talking about the Word of God. And we have to remember that going back to that place means that we're going back to the strength of the battle, not the weakness of where we are. That's literally what this whole program is about for the believer to get out of a religious mind and start acting as though you're part of a kingdom, a very unique kingdom, one that is eternal, and you have to fight to defend it. You have to fight with honor and dignity to represent the king who died in order to renew the covenant that he made with Abraham. This is what this is all about, and it's not about waiting for a bus to come and take you up to the mountain. It's about fighting for the Torah and the principles contained wherein, because everything that God placed in the Torah was about the protection of life mm-hmm. and life eternal. And I just can't say that enough. That Dina, we got just a couple minutes left. There's a couple of things we didn't get to talk to, but talk about. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll do that next time. What are we going to talk about next week so we can so we can uh, kind of give a hook to the audience that listens to us? 
Okay, you're asking me. I haven't even thought about what we're talking about. Well, I have I have one. Okay. I want to go I want to explore something because I watched this thing with 119 Ministries and of course I believed this for a long time. The book of Revelation is about the destruction of the second te- temple and other things. But you know, it's not about the YouTube prophecies. It's about the second temple's destruction, and John was writing about that, in my opinion, and I believe that, and I know you do too. But the 2,100 years or so after that, that bring us to today, what was that all about if, in fact, the second temple was destroyed, Israel was scattered amongst the earth all over again, what was going on? Because we didn't have the people back in the land. We didn't have the temple, but we have all this other stuff happening and I kind of would like to explore that conversation right up until the 1948 when the nation was rebuilt and guys I'm going to tell you what Dina said to me no no don't tell them now <laughs> yeah. we'll okay I won't we'll talk about it next week yeah next week okay yeah so All next right. week we're going to talk about that and uh, what she told me b- believe it or not folks and I'm not going to tell you it it's exactly what I thought and have thought for a long time, and it was refreshing to hear her say exactly what I thought. So you're going to have to stay tuned next That's week. That's right. Next and week. We're, we're going to talk about all of that, okay? So this is Jeff Morton and Dina Dye. And with, returning, we were, yeah, with returning to Eden. And we now returned. From yes, we have returned. <laughs> and, and keep us in prayer uh, for those of you. Dina still looking for a home and her family, and there's a lot going on there, the mechanical aspect of it. Pray for that. We are also looking to buy a home. We're kind of really cramped in here, so we're just believing God will present both of us with a home where we can kind of stretch our wings a little bit. Amen, brother. (laughs) So God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening in. Bye-bye. Shalom, shalom.